0: Thanks for joining me, psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang for Retrain Your Brain. Retrain Your Brain is a 10 minute self improvement podcast giving you my most effective, practical personal development tips from my work as a coach, trainer, and psychometric profiler. Season 4 is a relationship special. So, do opposites attract? Do birds of a feather flock together? Do we all have a soulmate? Why do we find certain people attractive? While every individual is different, we may still have a type that we find particularly attractive to us, and there are a number of psychological reasons why this may be the case. The biggest of these is evolution. When humans were concerned with hunter-gathering and the propagation of the species, power and nature were the archetypical, desirable qualities in males and females. The traits of strength were attributed to the Y-shaped physique for a man, broad shoulders being seen as attractive. For the woman, it was the child-bearing hourglass shape that was seen as the most beautiful wide hips to carry children and ample breasts to feed them. While these looks are still appreciated by many today, society has changed. If power and nurture is still, however, your primal unconscious driving force for choosing a mate, you may still seek out the Y-shaped physique or the hourglass, but you may also now look for Traits of intelligence, compassion, healing, innovation, as they have the propensity to generate money from which power and nurture can also be purchased. Of course, we are far more complex and we have many other reasons, not only for finding people attractive, but actually remaining attracted to them. And this has been studied by social psychology. They list a few other reasons as to why we may be attracted to somebody. Number one is proximity. College students living in the same halls of residence were more likely to form friendships and relationships with each other. This of course makes practical sense because not only are you experiencing a similar surrounding environment, but you also have more opportunity to interact with each other as well. The matching hypothesis is another construct. Participants who were asked to rate one half of a couple for attractiveness often paired them with another person whom they had given a similar rating. Participants themselves were also given an arbitrary rating for attractiveness and then randomly matched with another person. They were told that their ratings matched, but significantly more people who knew they had high ratings judged the level of the attractiveness of the match much more harshly. But it is notable that ratings for attractiveness were far less important when participants had a chance to get to know each other. Another idea is exposure. In psychological terms, this merely refers to how often you see someone. Exposure differs from proximity because it doesn't need to include interaction. It can actually happen from afar, for example, through the media. Participants tend to rate people whom they recognized as more attractive than people they did not. Whether we like it or not, physical attraction is Noticed quite early on when considering the pursuit of a romantic partner. But situation can also play a role in what we deem attractive, and sometimes age old behavior still wins through. Research has shown that women who reacted in a scared manner whilst watching horror movies were rated as more attractive by their male counterpart dates compared to women who did not. And a male who responded in a brave manner whilst watching, were similarly rewarded. What is notable, though, aside from the contrived scenarios of the research, is research is largely focused on heterosexual relationships. Previous research has not tended to consider the LGBT community, cross-cultural, interracial, nor age-gap relationships. And whilst the information is therefore interesting, it also sadly lacks However, societal changes also play a role in how we form relationships. For example, project-based work is the norm now, which means families often have to move or perhaps spend time apart. And therefore, the wide access we now have to everything and everyone via travel or social media, not forgetting a growing positive focus on loving oneself, it's probably worth saying that there is a deeper psychological drive to who we find attractive. So I thought because there's so many things and so many factors that actually affect our choice of partner and who we decide to chase, it might be useful to give you some practical ideas to think about chasing the ones you actually want. So first of all, look carefully at your relationships. Ask yourself right now of those relationships, which ones are reciprocal? Which ones bring me joy? Which ones encourage honesty? Which ones can I rely on? And which ones are with people I respect for their values and their actions? And as you do this, write down what comes up. Write down those names, you don't need to tell people. Write down why they bring you joy. Write down why you feel so comfortable. Because those are the traits Those are the values, those are the actions that you also need to look for beyond the initial attraction. Think of relationships a lot more like clothing, real clothing, not the idea in your head or the look on the model. Clothing that you wear because it fits you, suits you, enhances you, and clothing that you then look after. Ask yourself also, How do you envision a relationship that will make you happy? You may not be able to put a specific person there. And sometimes as much as we may like somebody, we cannot force them to choose us. But if you can think about the type of behavior that will make you happy, the type of situation you wish to be in, that's a really good start with knowing what to look for. Next, Set out the values you want in that person, but also set out what you're not willing to accept. And this can really help when some of those age old laws of attraction get in our way and bias us psychologically. Also set out what values you want them to recognize in you and focus on living your values. In my own moments of insecurity, I've also thought, Well, why would somebody who is that attractive find me attractive? Surely they will want somebody who is equally as attractive to them. But when I think about it, if somebody only chose someone on equal attractiveness, which is the matching hypothesis, would I really be happy spending time with them? Don't I want to look for more depth in someone? We are far more than our primal drives and therefore, When it comes to choosing relationships, especially when we want to stay in them long term, it never hurts to recognize our depths. And that's all we have time for. But for more practical self-improvement videos and articles, visit my website www.draudryt.com or check out my work on my YouTube channel, Dr Audrey Tang.